Smartcast. You are listening to a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello everyone. I am Shipra from Mint's personal finance team. In today's episode of Why Not Mint Money, we discuss how fractional ownership of commercial real estate works and who is this alternative investment meant for. Here's an investment idea for you. You can own one of those posh office spaces or swanky skyscrapers in metro cities by investing just rupees 25 lakh. There's more. You will also earn a rental yield of 8 to 10% every year. Concept of fractional investing has made it possible for small investors to own chunks of physical real estate through an alternate investment by investing relatively smaller amounts. Investors get partial ownership in pre-leased grade A commercial property. But does low entry barriers and high rental yields make fractional ownership a good investment option? Let's find out. Hi. Welcome to Why Not Mint Money, a personal finance podcast where we help you understand basic money concepts and share strategies for you to build your wealth. So let's get started on your money journey. We have with us Sudarshan Lodha, who's the co-founder and CEO of Strata Property Management as the expert speaker today. Hi Sudarshan, welcome to Why Not Mint Money. Hi, thank you so much for having me here. So Sudarshan, let's start by you explaining to our listeners how does fractional investing in real estate works. Great. So, uh, fractional investing is nothing new uh, as such as a concept in real estate. Yes, it's a new thing, but just to take what fractional investing works, you buying a share is in in a stock market is owning a fraction of a company. Uh, so that's pretty much the same thing we uh, what shares have done they've democratized ownership of companies we are democratizing ownership of real estate uh everyone's around everyone loves real estate everyone wants to own real estate everyone loves rental income as far as to have great passive income coming so that you know they can do whatever they want because there's always passive income coming which is taking care of their needs as such right so the idea was very clear that today large good properties in good markets are very expensive it's not lifetime uh saving sometimes it's lifetime earnings required for you to own a particular property which you know you aspire in a great market let's say bombay bangalore etc so the idea was to make investors get early access to these opportunities which are ideally only available to these large funds and to these large ultra chennai uh, family offices as such and make it accessible to people that today when you can buy a stock of hdfc bank a share of it a fraction ownership of the company uh, you could do the same thing Uh, for a good grade A property, least to HDFC Bank itself, for that matter. So, in a nutshell, uh, this is what is fractional investing in real estate as such. Right? Can you tell us a little, little bit about the rental yields and IRR, and you know what kind of returns basically investors can expect from this investment? <clears throat> sure. So, uh, so the rental yields uh, typically today, when investors have an opportunity to invest uh, in any of the opportunities in real estate. uh for a crore of a rupee let me take as an example at max in a bombay market i don't know where you'll get your apartment probably 30 40 50 kilometers away uh, or your returns might be about 2% 3% as right so uh, uh commercial in in on an average gives about 7 to 9% returns no matter what the asset class is it could be retail it could be a warehouse it could be an office space it could be a data center hospital school whatever uh, they give you a return of 7 to 9% which is four times better than your residential real estate investment returns chances of your capital appreciation is obviously far more for and commercial property because they are obviously in prime locations versus a residential because residential can be probably inside the street 
outside the road but your commercial is always on the main road because it has to the nature of commercial is it has to be on the main road right so your chances for appreciation is always going to be much higher than your residential return as well right so prima facie uh, you're talking about a return of 7 to 9% cash on cash but there's a, a escalation of rents which keep happening every year second is appreciation which can be to the tune of 3 to 7% on an average uh, so overall you're talking about 11 to 15% uh, returns for investors as well right now before we go in to make people understand is also very important that you know what all happens how the platform typically works how fractional investing works uh, for people so anytime we identify a good grade a opportunity uh, we listed on our platform after doing all the due, due diligence legal checks etc and all our reports whatever homework we have done we give access to investors for them to review before they make an investment decision themselves so there is uh, obviously a lot of uh, homework which goes behind all that homework is said that okay why we feel this is a great opportunity we don't force investors that you have to invest in all the opportunities it's at your discretion what asset you like and you start investing so all the data about the property is available what is the lease what is lock in which is the property who is the tenant what is the rental returns what are the escalation terms etc etc so accordingly you know what you're getting into more than anything else things which is not in my control is the appreciation of that particular property but that's subject to market price but obviously we have historical data in the last 7 to 10 years what has happened and accordingly we are able to uh, assume what could be the possible appreciation keeping benchmark of the precedent which has gone through before then the property gets listed on the platform people can choose if they want to invest the minute they do we float a company to buy a particular property investors invest into that company and the company goes and buys the property now investors get ownership in the form of shares and debentures and whatever rates come we pay to investors in the form of investment in itself so that way there is enough and more transparency because everything is in the name of the company all the documents of the company are filed with the ministry of corporate affairs so you can always go and verify whenever you want to um, we go a step up Uh, in terms of transparency even the bank statements of the spv the private limited which is used to acquire the property is on the dashboard for the investors for them to see and track uh, you know what money came what money go out went out apart from all the property documents and all the other documents all available on the dashboard for them to view so so in this form technically the owner is only one entity which is the company which has you as an owner as such but as such in all the property documents it's going to be the name of the company which is the effective end owner of the property all right what were the kind of irrs where you were actually able to achieve for your investors uh man so we are very conservative from that standpoint we always uh, like to keep on the low spectrum in investments world this is very very important for you to uh, be clear to your investors that hey this is in our opinion the the lowest or the best we can if we achieve anything over and above that's great we've got a lot of investors saying hey why do you show only 11 12% irr when we can achieve even 17 18 uh investment world is simple you show 17 18 you give them 11 they'll curse you you show them 11 and you give them 17 they'll praise you for the rest of your life right so uh we are trying to be conservative not that we cannot achieve 17 18% irrs but the idea is to be as conservative and pitch for assets uh to our investors which are you know in that are our expectations as such so yeah so uh, we haven't had an exit in any of our properties because idly our first acquisition is just 2 years old 
uh, and it's obviously too early for us to exit any of our properties completely as such but many of our investors have exited have generated about 11 12% when they did their private exits to certain investors before so talking about exits what are the exit options that investors have so ma'am uh, ideally this is recommended for people who have a investment time frame of 5 to 7 years if you have an investment mindset of parking for a year or two years uh, as such this is not an investment opportunity for you so we tell very vocally to all to all our part uh, to all our investors as well that if you have a very short term investment mindset please don't invest uh, or don't invest in any real estate product for that matter uh, so if you have that kind of uh, exit one of the best ways to exit is effectively selling the entire property in itself uh, because we are actively managing we know when is the right time to exit or what's happening we recommend our investors but the decision at the end of the day is the investors if they want to exit the property we don't force them at any given point of time apart from that we have a private sale window which we open every year this is for a lot of people who may want to exit and for existing owners also who want to own more of the property or new investors who, who probably did invest in this opportunity in the past and are looking at owning more in that particular opportunity we give them an access window through which they can help uh, we can help them liquidate their investment and they can exit and the new entrants can buy but like i said if you don't have that mindset it's not recommended and anytime it's not bold that tomorrow you want to exit you get your money day after uh, it can take anywhere from 1 month to 6 months before you can exit your holdings in any of the particular properties there's a two questions here one is there a lock in before a before an investor is allowed to exit and i'm not talking about complete asset sale i'm talking about the option where investors can you know uh, sell in the secondary market uh to uh what is the usual what is the average conversion time from you know listing the property to uh, you know to be able to sell it so i'll answer your second question so from the time of listing so obviously a lot of work goes before listing usually in the range of 2 to 4 weeks it goes before we list any opportunity uh but from the time we list today our platform uh for a 40 50 crore asset on an average takes about 14 to 15 days to acquire a particular property which is in terms of getting commitments another 10 days to get the drawdown 25th day at max we register the property so that is the pace at which we are able to do in fact many of investors thought we might take longer time and hence they you know said abhi list why we'll we'll probably you know consider uh, giving a call probably after two weeks or three weeks till then you know our property has been Uh, completely funded and uh, then they reach out hey we want allocation I'm like it's for some for so if it's sold it's sold i can't have preferences between investors as such so so but typically 14 days is what on an average we take to fund any property uh, on our platform uh, as such now answering your first question in terms of lock in see so we put a very small lock in of 6 months only uh, for our investors uh, you know this is to ensure that you know all the paperwork settles down for every property as such but again uh, reiterating again but if you don't have like a five or seven year mindset it's ideally not for you at all because you might not make the actual return of the property if you are exiting within one year to your uh, of your investment as such if somebody tries to sell the property before the lock in ends which is the six month window is there a is there a fee uh, that they they are supposed to pay uh, no so we don't allow anybody to exit uh, before six months all right Okay. you have to wait 6 months this is recorded in the documents uh as such so even if you want to we can't because this is something which is a common rule for all 
uh, we 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 don't have the ability to break that rule because end of the the ownership of the properties with the company starts as just an asset manager uh, as such. So hence, from that standpoint, he cannot sell for six months. After six months, he is free to sell it. But like I said, if he is invested for a six months window, then I, honestly, it's not a opportunity for him uh, or the platform is not meant for. Him. That's right. Okay, so moving on to the next question, how would you define you know fractional ownership, fractional investing in real estate, different from investing in REITs? So, if I have to take a very direct example, it's investing in a mutual fund versus buying an HDFC bank stock directly, right? Uh, why are you buying uh, a stock directly when uh, you can invest into the mutual fund itself, which would also generate the same returns for you, right? uh this is just one classic example to give but having said that reads uh people want to park uh, a chunk of the money in real estate when they talk about real estate portfolio they don't want that money to be very volatile uh they want it to be stable that tomorrow anything happens in the world tomorrow the war continues or something else happens with china us etc because of which you know a lot of the things uh you know could could deter or could change reads are unfortunately that they do not have any direct correlation with its actual real estate underneath uh, let me take mbcd as an example listed at 300 went up to as high as 480 500 rupees pandemic came crash to 300 is now trading at probably 360 370 rupees levels as such right so question is did the real estate underneath jumped up 70% uh, 60% to how 300 became 500 and then crashed as such it did not it has been very very stable as such but that's how the function of retail is is subject to stock market volatility and hence a lot can matter to your investment but like i said people want to park a good chunk of their money where uh, they get stable and you know capital preservation is very very important for them imagine you're an investor who invest in the retail at 450 rupees you're right now trading at a discount no real estate in india trades at 30 40% discount as such right uh, typically so this on the other hand is more direct informed decision that hey i mean, i know which property i'm investing into i know the tenant i know the the lease uh, i know the you know how the market trends have been in that particular property most likely you're working in the same property or you cross by that property every now and then so there's a clear uh, relation you know about the particular asset and you're deploying your capital into so it's more about having more direct control having complete clarity about it or you buying your own property yourself uh is is how you could relate our platform versus the read obviously there are multiple other parameters uh like for instance like today's all the reads are giving returns of about 5% to 6% tops we are able to generate 89% returns to our investors uh capital appreciation is obviously subject to stock market so it's something which is very varied versus your reads may have hotel assets solar assets and multiple other things as well uh which perhaps you may not want to participate your investment into but because it's a part of reit you know you have to do it so multiple things reits can invest in under construction which are not even rent generating as well uh on 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 the other hand here everything what we invest is rent generating day one for our investors as such right so so there's a big difference uh between what a reit is obviously reit is a great product in itself it's a very established product across the world uh but what we're doing is is a new phenomena which is 7 8 years old in the world it's already a 20 30 billion dollar market uh across the world as such in india we are close to 100 million dollars in terms of aum i think overall market is close to about 200 million dollars as such uh, so clearly uh, we feel there's a great potential for for this segment to grow seeing how in the west 
in in UK, in Dubai, in Australia, uh, in Singapore, how these how platforms like ours, similar platforms like ours, have grown and have become very very large also at the same time. So that's what we see as a future potential for us. Right. Talking about risks, what happens when a tenant defaults on paying rent or vacates the property, you know, within the lease contract? So this is a risk which is whether you're a REIT, whether it's us or whether you buy directly, it remains the same. Uh, obviously, just that whether when it comes to us or you buying directly a property versus us, the chances of us uh, having our bargaining powers far better because that's our business, right? That's what we do. Most of the investors who invest into real estate are not into real estate business, right? They are into maybe a gold jewelry guy, maybe a guy into pharmacy business or an IT professional or a businessman into anything else. Um, the guys into real estate, their job is to build and sell or build at least. They know how to do it, right? Uh, we are taking that role for them as professional managers. So the chances of us leasing their facilities is obviously much higher. But having said that, uh, as we keep scaling, we are already seeing we are getting better bargaining power. Tenants also take us more seriously rather than just another small platform because right now we are already close to 100 million in even. So from that standpoint, uh, you know, if they default, we obviously have all the legal recourse which is there as a part of uh, the lease agreement to to either withhold access to the property or claim rent with interest or you know obviously uh, forfeit the security deposit etc uh, this is one approach second if the tenant leaves uh, during the lock-in there's legal recourse again for us to recover the entire money legally it's a very well precedented law uh, but after the lock-in ends obviously the tenant can leave but again like i said the chances of us releasing the property is far better because that's what our job is uh, for our investors as such. So that's what we do and we help uh, you know our properties to get leased out all over again. That's right. But my question was uh, will the investor continue to getting continue getting rent or not in this period? No. Uh, no, Shipra, they would not get rent. It's ideally it's their property. I'm just an asset manager. I'm not guaranteeing any uh, rents or commitments. These are grade A clients who are occupying your property. Uh, so if they pay, we continue paying. Uh, but we can take responsibility but we're not accountable for it. Right. Okay, so that brings us to the last question of the podcast. Uh, who, according to you, who is this investment for, and what are the key things that an investor should evaluate before making an investment in, in this alternative uh, investment product? Great. So, uh, ideally, this investment is for someone who's already bought their own house. So, if you've not bought your house, I think you should first buy your house. I think that's very important. Um, end use is very important before investment comes in. Uh, second home buyers, typically, I think it's a criminal waste to buy a second house in India, getting 1-2% return, you know, having, let's say, an Accenture as a tenant versus an employee of Accenture as a tenant who's grading. Obviously, the company is, uh, as such, you can rely on their sticking on the property because if the employee makes more money, he'll buy his own house first as well, right? So, so I would always recommend that if you bought your own house, if you're making your second, third, fourth investment in real estate, then this is meant for you. So typically people uh, 30, 35 and above are the ones ideal for, for this investment purely because they obviously have invested in their home, uh, homes and you know a good chunk of the loan is ending or you know it's near completion uh, as such. So that's for that. Now in terms of uh, choosing a platform because there are multiple platforms today uh, who may want to do because it doesn't take time for someone to open a website and just start saying I am, I am into fractional real estate and start buying assets. Uh, uh, very important for you to check four or five parameters. First being uh, who the platform is for, uh, sorry, who's the platform run by, uh, who are the promoters, who are the professionals who are running it, was the background, 
Second, to look at track record, how many properties they've done, what are the kind of tenants they have, what are the kind of buildings they acquired, the quality of buildings, etc. That's a second very important parameter for you to look at. Uh, third, if they're funded by certain large investors, very important for you to check who the investors are, um, you know, what uh, that shows good uh, corporate governance and multiple other things for you to evaluate before uh, you do so. Uh, fourth, very important for you to ask questions. Anytime you buy any property through a platform, you remember you're not just buying the property, but you're also buying the platform's capability to manage the property. Going back to the point that if the tenant goes, do they have the capability to identify a tenant again? Can they manage the property better, uh, etc. So these are other parameters uh, which you know definitely you should look into more meticulously before you decide to invest. Right. All right. Thanks a lot, Sudarshan, for joining us today. This is all right, Chipra. Thank you. That brings us to the end of today's episode. If you would like to know more about this topic or make a suggestion of a personal finance topic that you would like us to cover, I can be reached at Twitter under the username of Shipra Singh Sorath and on LinkedIn at Shipra Singh. Thank you for tuning in. See you in the next episode. This was a Mint production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.